Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. And, guys, it is the bye week for UAB football as they take a breather this week and get ready next week uh, for the Rice Owls. But Darian and I have a special bye week episode for you guys, and it's a Q&A show. And <laughs> we are overwhelmed with the responses that we got from you guys. Um, we, in total, it looks like we got about 20 or so questions. And we just want to thank you guys so much for just taking the time, whether it was on Facebook, Twitter, direct message, wherever you reached out to us and asked these questions. We're just so grateful for, you know, you, for you guys, you know, showing feedback with us and giving us these questions and trusting us to answer them. Um, Darren, did I miss anything? I mean, this is great. That we yeah, this is this is awesome. Like, you know, of course, we're happy that a lot of people are tuning into the show and they're, you know, interacting with us and, you know, feel almost as if we're talking to them. But also it's just that people are seeking out this information on the Blazers. Like we 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 just love the team just like yes. y'all do. So that means that um, everybody is looking for more information. They want more engagement with the team and that's how anything we can do to help the team and help spread the message is awesome. And you guys are helping us do that. So man, we are forever grateful. Definitely. Well, before we get started with these Q and a, um, with the Q and a segment, Darian, I just wanted to mention a couple things. Uh, shout out to Dwayne McBride and Noah Wilder, both getting a conference USA player of the week honors uh, from conference oh, yeah. USA, uh, was not shocked at all. Both well deserving of those honors. Uh, both had career days uh, against. Both had a career day against Georgia Southern this past Saturday, so it was great to see both of those guys get honored. Um, and also, Darren, did did we miss anything on the instant reaction show for Georgia Southern that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, I know we got a lot of questions. I just, you know, when you go back and rewatch it with fresh eyes, you know, it, you you get another perspective. Um, but I I do love the instant reaction because we're full of adrenaline and, yes. and whatever else. But uh, yeah, the only thing, the biggest thing I came out with, and I'm keeping this short, is just like um, we we just need to learn killer instinct. Yes, you know, Put we, them man, there was so many ugh, so many moments <laughs> I looked at that game and. I forgot we was up 21-0, and it was um, fourth and five, and Tyler Taylor had the running back dead the rights, and he broke free of that tackle. And then um, and then uh, D-Mac had him also. He broke free of that one to get the first down, and that's when they end up scoring 21, making this 21-7 on mm-hmm. it. I counted that. I'm like, man, if we just get him on the ground there, we get the ball at midfield – Going into halftime, we can score, go up 28-0. That game is dead. Yeah. It was so many times that we just breathed life into into them. You know, and you can't they, – they are, they, are, they are a solid team. We were better, but they are a solid team. And, you know, I just want to see us not give those. We have to take that next step, you know, to crush teams. I agree 100%. Yeah. Just gave them too yeah. many chances. <laughs> we gave them too many chances, and they converted on – Fourth and one, you know, it was um, you know, missing field goals, and we just gave them chances. Like, hey, please get in the game, please come in the game. <laughs> I saw a um a holding call where Lee Weatherspoon actually would have broke for a touchdown. Yeah, uh, was that that was that the one that Terrell McDonald got called on? Uh, that that was kind of an iffy. Hold. It wasn't holding. 
Yeah, it was, that was iffy. I don't know why they <laughs> called that. Now, he had another one later in the game that was definitely a hold, but that one, yeah. I was like, mm. Even was, the announcer was like, eh. Yeah, he, the announcer circled the wrong person when looking back at it. It wasn't holding. It was supposed to be a touchdown, but it evened out because we got a we got a, a PI call that was favorable for us. So, you know, but, um, yeah, just, just that. Just going back to that, like, we got to just put teams away, and we had a couple of times to put this team away, and we let them back in it and, you know, just go back to the Liberty game, how we kept on giving them chances. So that's the next step I want to see. That's all. Definitely. And and one thing that I wanted to add is that I forgot how important that uh, fourth and goal situation was at the beginning of the game to score UAB's first touchdown. Like mm-hmm. that was that was kind of gutsy for Vincent to go for it. And I was glad he was. I mean, I'm glad he you know, we both were at the game. We were saying, yeah, you definitely got to go for it here. But yeah, kudos to Vincent on calling that number one, going for it and just put it in your best uh, ball players hands and giving it to Debo and letting them get in the end zone. So definitely wanted to bring that up today because I, I don't think I we touched on that uh, right. a lot on the instant reaction. Um, but if you guys haven't listened to our Georgia Southern recap, Definitely go back and listen to that. Um, you know, you've got all week after you listen to this. So definitely go back and give our Georgia Southern uh, Instant Reaction uh, recap episode a listen. All right, Darren, you ready to get into some uh, Q&A? Yeah, let's rock and roll, brother. All right. So the first question came from Jeffrey Blazer on Twitter. And his question, is it unreasonable to expect 11 pass breakups and three picks a game when it's not the same quarterback? Uh uh, and no need to mention his name. So, Darian, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, because every every game is going to take on a life of its own, and we're going to face different type of teams, and it's going to be a different game plan. Um, so whatever that game plan is, the reason why we were able to get so many breakups after the rewatch, we had three down linemen, and I saw how they were able to stop the run game when we had those three down linemen, and and the reason Noah Wilder and Tyler Taylor were able to roam free is because those three took up two each. They swallowed two men each on uh, on the offensive line, freeing up the linebackers to roam. And our guys on the D-line, oh, my God, they did a great job of swallowing those guys up mm-hmm. and allowing our linebackers to run free. And so now with the three down linemen there, now we have so many more guys in the backfield. So we was just played a soft zone and we were able to stop their run game with just three three guys up front in linebackers. So now on pass plays, everybody's, you know, we got our linebackers uh, flown back into space and we we and we were able to play off. They we we limited it was, I don't think it was any big passing plays um mm-hmm. because of the game plan by uh coach Reeves. So yeah, I think that's unreasonable, you know. Um, but we have a really, really good defensive backfield. I think this is the best UAB ever had in the right. defensive backfield. And um, Starlin Thomas, man, he's – and Keandre Swopes played. Whew, like, you look back at I'm, I'm telling you, dude, that is one thing I should have mentioned. I didn't realize how many times they targeted Swoops. Like, they were throwing at his side, like, almost every time. And every time he was there to – he was right in position, and he broke a couple balls up. Like he was, he, he swoops played well Saturday. Yeah, he played an awesome game. So, yeah, while that's while that is unreasonable, my point is it's not correlated to how good we are on the backfield. It's more so that every life 
every game has a life of its own, a defensive game plan of its own. So it might be a next game where we get seven sacks because the game plan is pressure and blitz. And, um, you know, so and it might be a lot of incompletions because it's erratic balls. And, you know, so we'll, we'll, it, it's, that's not going to – I don't think that's going to repeat, but it could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think asking 11 pass breakups and three picks a game it, it is a little, it's stretching a little bit. But I mean, you you know, you hit on this in our preview and in the recap, Darian. I mean, that uh, Van Trees, the quarterback for Georgia Southern, I mean, he had that gunslinger mentality. You look at who UAB is going to face uh, next week with the Rice quarterback. And honestly, watching a little bit of that Louisiana film, he seems to kind of have that gunslinger approach to uh, mm. approach to to, you know, for him. So I mean, hey, I mean, if UAB can play that uh, style defense again and maybe, you know, maybe not get three picks, but at least get one or maybe two and get a few pass breakups, I mean, that's a win in UAB's book. So um, definitely look forward to seeing just what this defense does going forward. But definitely a great game for the secondary against Georgia Southern for sure. Right. This is not the defensive backfield to have a gunslinger mentality on. No, yeah, but we love them. We love them to have that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on, baby. All right, next question comes from Blayblay on Twitter. Uh, do you think there's a chance Zeno will take over at quarterback? Hopkins has been great for us, but a lot of overthrown balls. Saturday has me curious. Hmm. Darian? You know, I, you know, looking back at the game, this one is tricky. Because, um, like, your gut, or at least with me, my gut was like, no, I mean, Hopkins is doing pretty good, but, I mean... I don't know, man. Like, on, on the on the rewatch, you kind of see is like it is a lack of. He has good zip coming out of his hands. It's very he has very good arm strength. He has good accuracy. Just seems and off. Yeah, his touch isn't there right now. You know, um, he he's he doesn't he's not giving enough room for letting the receivers run under it. And we had a. Man, the offense left a lot to be desired at that game. I was, I came away disappointed. Yes, yes, we have Debo. We know that, but those, you know, we just need a little touch, a little bit here and there. But on the flip side, he has not threw one interception. And besides mm-hmm. the one, I think I don't remember him throwing a stupid pass in Liberty. So besides the one that A and M went when it should have been intercepted, he hasn't yeah. thrown. He hasn't put us in bad positions. No, doing that. So people got to remember that's that's the other side of quarterbacking. It's taking care and managing the offense, and he's done a phenomenal job at that. It's just that converting those big plays that's been there, his touch has not been there. So I can understand the frustration, but we have to look at the bigger picture too. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you look at those, uh, especially that one or two that he had to Palmer. That were so close of uh, on those uh, bombs they threw against oh, Georgia man. Southern. I mean, so close. I think one they ended up getting a PI call, um, but the other one just bailed out. Yeah, <laughs> but see, from my end, like if if Hopkins doesn't improve and say like he has another so-so game at Rice, I mean, at that point, why not just start Zeno and just see if you can get something else? But as of right now. On when we're recording this September the twentieth, I, I, you have to keep Hopkins in there, and, to, and, and like what Darian just said, unless he starts just making mistakes, like bad bad decisions, then then we'll get uh, Zeno in. And then I was kind of curious though, Zeno only played one series in that game against Georgia Southern, so I wonder why they didn't 
roll him out there again. I'm kind of yeah. curious. He didn't do nothing but hand the ball off that series, too. I mean, the, the right. I mean, run game was working that series. I mean, you can't not say Vincent was wrong for doing that. We could score on that drive. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice to see, like, okay, what does Zeno have? Will he make the – will he make – Aaron throws. Um, Dylan Hopkins isn't isn't making Aaron throws, and you know he's he's been solid. He's just not making the throws like you know just the game breaking that that that'll really take this offense to take the team to the next step Mm because we're we're missing that on offense. We're we are we are we gotta have that to take that next step. And we'll be a complete team if we have it. I'm telling you, just looking at that film, we should have we should have beat Georgia Southern by at least 28, at least 28. You <laughs> yeah. know, so um, we'll see though. For sure. All right. Next question comes from Facebook. Uh, Karen Everett asks: Since the return, overall we have a great record at home, but we seem to struggle on the road. How do we fix that? Hmm. Mm. I mean, first off, you know, it's hard to win on the road. I don't care where you're playing. You know, it's road. It's not your home environment. You have travel and yada, yada. But I don't know, man. It's it's That Liberty game this year is just so hard to pinpoint, yeah. like, with the weather and everything. I, I really think you're going to see, uh, you know, you got a huge test in Houston against Rice next Saturday. So, not only with it being a uh, a road game, but it's also the conference uh, USA opener. Um, I, I think let's wait and see what happens uh, next Saturday at Houston before we uh, kind of ride this team off. Um, but I mean, I don't. Do, do you have any thoughts about like you know when Karen's asking like? I mean, we do struggle what? on the road, but how do you? Fix well, that, I don't. Right? I don't know. I don't know if this you know, totally accurate because the overall record may say that since the return, but if you take a look at last year, um, we bombed against Liberty here. We bombed against Rice here. Yeah. Um, we should have won that UTSA game on the road. Good it, point. You know, we, we won, we won some good games on the road, you know, last year. So, and just coming in, I know we should have won that Liberty game on the road. We fumbled, we fumbled it away, but, um, and then you, you know, could throw the Power Five, like you throw the Georgia game off, like we, we, we yeah, yeah, Miami, you know, yeah. no certain games like that, we just wasn't ready for. Um, but you know, I, I, I think now, I think it's just, I used to love playing on the road. <laughs> I know people, I know the narrative is like, oh, you play at home and stuff. Yeah, I like, I like playing at home, but I love playing on the road, man, because I just like arguing with fans and <laughs> telling them to shit up like I used to yes. look. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's a complete story. Overall, you know, overall record is say different because of different circumstances, you know. Right, yeah, I agree. All right, next question comes from my dad, Richard Duncan, on Facebook. So Richard. Yes, shout out. He says, uh, is the athletic department given any indication on how the coaching search will be handled and who will be involved in the search? Mm. So um, I, I can't answer that. So obviously, Mark Ingram is going to handle the search. I mean, he he's going to handle it just like he did the search that he ended up hiring Andy Kennedy. Um, mm. So uh, I do want to point out that I do obviously still think Vincent is in a great position to get that interim label removed and become the permanent head coach. However, I think he is pretty much going to have to not win out, 
but um, throw the LSU game off the table. He's probably going to have to get to that Conference USA Championship, I think, to be able to uh, take that interim label off. And fair or unfair, I, that's just my opinion. Um, but in regards in hiring a search firm, I, I don't know that. I'll have to do a little more research on that. But I do know that Mark Ingram will have his hands all over this hire. Um, Darren, you have any thoughts? I guess theory would be, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys available. Uh, it seems yes. like there's going to be a lot of guys available. But Very I popular think job. Yeah. Be Coach BV's to lose, you know. Yes. Um, so I think. This season will tell a lot, and we'll see how the offense unfolds. I think it's going to rest a lot on the offense because we're putting a lot on our defense, and they're answering every time. I agree. But I think a lot is going to rest on the offense and the adjustments uh, Coach BB is going to be able to make. And, you know, and ultimately, can we win that? Can we get to that conference championship? How do we look against UTSA? How do we look against uh, Western Kentucky? And, um we 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 want to win it all, and we I want to see Coach BB be the guy. He's been here. I love the staff here. I Me love too. the staff here. You know, we got some great great coaches that really really love the, this team. Yes, and I don't want to I don't want another coaching staff to come in honestly with people that aren't connected to the city like this coaching staff is. Um, but I know it's a business, and I understand if um I I, I trust I, I I trust the AD, and um. You know, it's going to be a lot of guys available, so we'll see. Yeah, but I, I agree. I'm, I'm a BV fan. I, I definitely want him to uh, be able to become the permanent job as well. Right. Uh, all right. All right, Andrew Vines on Twitter. As good as the running game is, we can't be this one-dimensional long-term and continue having success. Mm. What do we need to do to find more balance? Ooh, this, is, was, this was a good one, Andrew. I like this. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I saw someone was a smart aleck who responded, "We'll throw the ball." This <laughs> <question>. <laughs> I just, I just laughed out loud when I saw that. No, but hey, Andrew, it's a great question. Me and Darian, you know, we we talk about this all the time. Um, I mean, obviously, you just have to be more balanced um, on mm-hmm. offense. Like you've got to not only throw the ball, but you've got to just mix it up. You can't be so predictable and running every single time on first down. And I thought, you know, this is something we talked about on the recap show, the Georgia Southern game, that I thought the play calling was improved in the Georgia Southern game. I thought they, you know, took shots on first down. They kind of mixed it up. Now, granted, Debo was running all over him. So in that game, you really could just hand it to him every time. But I, I thought there was progress in the play calling Saturday against Georgia Southern where they did mix it up. Um, but going forward, um, when you face better defenses, you're going to have to mix it up. And uh, I mean, obviously, the answer is he's going to have uh, whether it's Hopkins or Zeno, they're going to have to throw the ball. But with that, you're going to need to get Hopkins involved uh, more early on in the game and get him comfortable. Like, I don't it's not just, you know, taking these downfield long shots. It could be something as wide receiver screen, slant. Just do something simple right. to get his build up his confidence, and then you can take the shot downfield. So I do think PlayCon uh, has some room to grow, and I just look for it to be more balanced. Uh, Darian, what's your thoughts? Right, I totally agree with everything you said, and um, and I think adjustments is key to that too. Um, I realized like during the Rice game, like I said, the play calling was good and balanced. But you know, it's certain things like Rice, I mean, not Rice, uh, Georgia Southern were doing doing a good. They were doing a good job of staying at home on uh, the naked bootlegs that we were doing. Yeah. Every time, as soon as Dylan t- uh, turned around, 
he had a guy in his face. And I believe Coach BB was trying to call that play, you know, so we can get um, Dylan in a rhythm, get him comfortable, keep them honest, you know. But it's different play actions, I believe, that we could call if if we see that, hey, oh, they, they're staying at home. They're anticipated. You know, there's, they, they were opportunistic defense. So they'll give up whatever just to wait on that moment to get us behind the chains or get us to second and ten. And um, so just adjustments. I think, you know, coming out of halftime, I feel like uh, third quarters haven't really been good to us, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, completely. Well, even though this third quarter was missed opportunities, um, I say the passing game, this Georgia Southern game, was more so on the quarterbacks and receivers, like more so the quarterback because those plays were there. We had a couple of deep runs uh, to, to Palmer. We had a deep one to Samario Rudolph. We had a couple of shots there that could have been touchdowns or at least 50-yard gainers. Should yeah. have been. And um, they weren't completed. And I feel like, you know, we kind of had that some in the Liberty game too. And we got to hit those shots, man, to, to not only, you know, have confidence – from uh, the play callers to call the shot for you, but to open it up for the running back. And right. so they can't tee off on this. So I look for improvement in quarterback play, you know, and I um, I look for just – and it's just more touch, just more touch on the ball. And um, and I think that – I think Coach BB will be more inclined to call passing plays more, but I agree when we need to get it early, like, you know, just some quick hitters in, in the beginning of the game, you know, and, um, and some adjustments at halftime is, I, I think we've been losing that battle. Um, so it seemed like teams had, you know, they, they've caught on to the, the first half game plan and we, we struggle sometimes. So I think that will be the answer. Right. Well, the next question comes from Connor Gentry on Twitter. So how do you feel about this team now, three games in? What has surprised you the most, good or bad, so far? And how do you feel the rest of the season will go now, seeing how we are playing? So, Darren, you want to take it? or hmm, What has surprised? How do I feel about the team? I feel really good about this team. Yes. I think we have, we have a real deal defense. Yes. First of all, you know, our defense is – Lights out. We got athletes all over the. I love the the the, the unspoken MVP of the team. Maybe Coach Reeves, mm-hmm. his his defensive game plans for these three games have been phenomenal, phenomenal. The way they the way that they contain Salter and Liberty, and the way that the soft zone had how it affected Van Trees and he couldn't read it and how they planned on stopping the run game with those three down linemen and letting the linebackers roam free. Man, that was great. I was like, wow, that was that was really good. So um and I feel like our offense has so much left on the table. Like we see what they could be. Right. Um, and that's that's what I was gonna say. Like what's surprising is just the the quarterback and wide receiver connection. I'm just surprised that it hasn't clicked yet. Now granted uh, I mean, you know, Shropshire missed uh, missed last game against Georgia Southern uh, because he violated team rules. We are not even going to discuss, uh, you know, that situation at all. Um, but, yeah, I, that, that's just what's surprising. It's just, you know, going from the BYU bowl game into this year and 
just seeing how they they were in fall camp and then in practice like i just i don't know why it hasn't clicked yet and, that, and that's not saying that it's not going to click like it will click at some point whether it's hopkins or zeno the both of those guys are two talented uh quarterbacks and they'll they'll get the ball out some you know to somebody and you know we brian davis caught a heck of a ball um it was a 36 yard reception uh against georgia southern boykins has shown that he's good we already know rudolph is good I, we have playmakers we just haven't clicked yet. So that would be, you know, kind of the bad I'm kind of surprised about. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you feel about the rest of the season? Um, Connor, let me let me see what happens in Houston next week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to see the conference opener on the road and see how we handle that environment, because honestly, I'm still frustrated about the Liberty loss and the four turnovers on the road. I get it was wet and bad weather, rainy, whatever. But, yeah, I, I got to see another uh, another game on the road before I uh, want to give you a definite how I feel. But. Darian and I both have said plenty of times, you know, this is probably one of the most talented teams UAB has ever had um, in the football program's history. So the talent is there. It's just, will everything start clicking? Yeah, I definitely feel good about the rest. I feel good because I feel like our defense certified themselves. Like it's, this, it isn't fake. It's real. We did it to Liberty. We did it to um, Georgia Southern. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm convinced about that and I'm, I'm hopeful for the offense because We've seen what Dylan can do in the past, and we've seen Coach BV go from there. We've seen him, his play calling improve from Liberty to Georgia Southern. I really felt like it did. Um, we know what our offensive line is. We know how physical they are. We know what our running backs are. So I'm I'm hopeful. I'm like, man, I think I'm just waiting for him to put it all together. We saw them take shots this last game, and it was just off, and they got some PIs. you know. But I think it was enough to keep Georgia Southern honest. You know, so um, I'm really hopeful and I feel good about this team. If we take that next step, I I see us winning conference if the offense takes the next next step. Uh, next question comes on Facebook from Dana Lackey. This might be a quick one. Um, my question is regarding Georgia Southern's quarterback number six and his impressive streak of avoiding quarterback sacks. Derek Scudder announced, that's the PA announcer, uh, a quarterback sack in the fourth quarter, but it doesn't seem to have actually registered as one since he gained one yard. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. Since he actually gained a yard on the line and he wasn't uh, tackled behind the line of scrimmage, it does not go as a, a sack. It actually goes as a quarterback rush since he got a positive yard. Is that correct, Darren? Yeah, that is correct. And, you know, that's like a one-yard rush. And they do a lot of quick pass, and we went over that in the uh, preview. They, they get the mm-hmm. ball out quick. And we didn't pressure him. We didn't send any pressure. So, and we were still able to get pressure on some plays. So, uh, you know, uh, kudos to them. And they they have a good pass protecting offensive line. Uh, I like that offensive line. They're a good cohesive team. Definitely. So, definitely. Well, next question is also on Facebook uh, from Carter Sanderson. Uh, so he says, Joe Webb's hype videos are fantastic and make me want to run through a brick wall. Who, buddy, me too. Uh, <laughs> what former player would y'all most like to see join him or do their own hype video? Well, I think the only answer is Darian Smith, right? Oh, yeah. You course, was- <laughs> but you know who I wish, because I remember one instance, it's Matt McCants. Who, oh, yes. He, he's the offensive line. He, he works with the offensive line now. We played together. Mm-hmm. I remember my boy Matt, he did this. Uh, you know what? Maybe that's just. That's just something I'm going to keep because it's sacred. He know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Before we played Southern Miss, he he was able to make this get with the uh, some of the video guys, and he made this hype video before, and it really got the team going the day before. Like, 
it was it was awesome. So like Matt is very um I don't know if people remember, but when he played, he did some he did some acting. He did some he, <laughs> he was um he did some theater um over at UAB and he was really good. He was like a star guy and acted. So the guy can act. I would really love to see Matt do a high beat. Get him up there, man. He he's yes. good. Yeah, shout out to Coach Matt. Yeah, I, th- I think he might be listening and smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I was thinking, like, the two obvious ones, I mean, I, I you know, as far as, like, UAB alum, uh, football alum, it would be maybe, like, Roddy White. I mean, and I do see where he's starting to get a little involved in the program here and there. Um, but I could, I can hear a lot of Blazer fans saying Sam Hunt right now, too. I mean, the country singer. I'm not a big fan of his music, but I guess he might. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like Sam. I like 23. There so, uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, next question uh, comes from Scott Gardner on Facebook. Uh, if okay, um, I'd like to ask about the defensive line. It seemed like UAB wasn't able to generate any pressure on Georgia Southern. Is it a result of their O-line being good? Are their scheme being designed to dump it quick? Or is it potentially a larger problem where we've grown accustomed to the defensive line winning matchups with several NFL caliber linemen since the return and Reeves needs to just. Uh, so I think we've hit or you've hit on this, Darian. Um, obviously, it was, uh, you know, Georgia Southern scheme where, um, you know, they just like to get the ball out super quickly. Uh, they have not allowed a sack through three games. That includes uh, at Nebraska. They didn't allow a sack. Um, and you have just rushed three guys. So when you run a three man front and you're dropping eight back, and, and, you know, um, and they were still able to get some pressure with those three guys up front. I mean, you're just I mean, I don't know. You're not going to get many sacks doing that. And then that was just obviously the game plan for this past week um, against Georgia Southern. Um, so I don't really read too much into that or I'm not really concerned. Um, you know, we, we came into the season is with the defensive line being our question mark just due to the lack of starting experience. Um, but I love what I'm seeing. Uh, Fish, uh, you know. Uh, fish up the middle and i love what i'm seeing out of Tuazama and uh, kelly sanders off the edge kyle harrell i hate that he was in a boot saturday he did not play against georgia southern i hope they get him back by rice um but I, i'm really not concerned i've, I've kind of liked what i've seen so far darren what, what what's your thoughts on this yeah that was totally the game plan um and even then i saw michael fairbanks get some pressure you know mm-hmm. i saw i saw different guys get pressure on different plays i saw nakia eason in the yes. backfield yeah we so we're pretty deep up there you know so don't don't be don't be concerned um about the georgia southern game um you know yeah he was able to sit back there in a lot of those plays a because they get the ball out B, I credit their offensive line they were pretty good but you know you know um, c is that was our game plan to just sit back and, you know, try to get pressure with those three guys, but really make him throw in tight windows and don't give up any big plays. So, and we executed, and then we stuck to the game plan, and we see the we see saw the results, you know, from that game plan. Definitely. Well, Alex Hayes on Facebook, he's got a couple questions for us. So the first question uh, is: the offense too predictable on first down? It seems like about ninety five percent run first and then second, then pass on third and very occasionally do a pass action. And uh, I guess it's play action instead. Uh, do you think they should mix it up more with the quarterback and wide receivers that we have? Um, I think we got, <laughs> we already answered this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Alex. Yes. They definitely need to um, just continue to develop play calling, man. Kind of yeah, mix it up for sure. And going back to Georgia Southern, man, the run was just working so well. I mean, Georgia Southern really couldn't stop Debo at all. Um, so I get why most of the time they just handed it off to Debo. Um, but 
That being said, when you face a more challenging defense, like later, I mean, you'll see a couple in Conference USA, but I can think of UTSA for sure. You're not going to be able to do that because uh, they're, they're going to be waiting on it. Um, so you're definitely going to have to mix it up. Um, like I said earlier, um, get Dylan more, uh, give, give him some early confidence, give him some just some screen plat passes, uh, you know, slants, just some, or even just throw it to the halfback. Just get him some confidence early on. That way uh, we can hopefully go for the kill shot later and get a couple of deep throws. Yeah, you know, just to that point, and I think we've actually done that early on. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, most of the time the first drives are scripted. And I remember that Liberty game, you know, we had a couple short passes and stuff. And then if you go back to um, this Georgia Southern game, um, I remember Dexter Boykin, a couple quick hitters, first drive. We we had a couple of those passes. And, uh it seemed to work. I just think as the the flow of the game, as it goes, sometimes we get back into this conservative, let's hand the ball off, and I think it throws the rhythm off. Um, and I think we're going to need more of the the trust, the, the, the BYU and uh, UTSA from last year. We're going to have to establish that trust between the play caller and the quarterback. I'm pretty sure he trusts them. But yeah. it's seen the perception sometimes seems like it's that's not there. And, um, you know, as we get away from off script, it seemed it just seemed to go run heavy a lot. I know that it works, but it, we do seem one dimensional at times. So um, I think our rhythm may be off or something like that. But we're going to need that. We're going to need that balance to return. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll live with the results of that. And I trust Dylan. I trust Jacob. I trust mm-hmm. our receiver. So. Um, and I'm pretty sure BB does too. He probably trusts him more than anybody else. So it's Definitely. great to have the running game we have, but yeah, I think we, we should mix it up a little bit more. Definitely. Well, uh, next question from Alex is uh, another question is how do y'all think we will match up in the AAC in our first year and how much will joining that conference help with recruiting and media coverage? I mean, uh, Darren, I mean, wouldn't you agree that you expect us to come in and compete right away? Because that's how I am. I mean, we, if we're if we're not competing right away, that's a disappointment. <laughs> um, hmm. This one, this one is tricky because, I, yeah. I, I first of all, I do expect us to come in and compete right away because we we have guys that's redshirted. We have good recruiting class coming in. We have a lot of guys just sitting waiting in the ranks. But um, hmm. We're gonna be losing a lot of talent at the same time. Yeah, we're, we're going to be losing Starlin and C.D. Daniels and Will Bowler. Well, I don't know if we lose Will, but Grayson Cash. And we're going to be losing a lot of our offensive line. You know, this is a lot of guys that we're going to be losing, especially in that defensive backfield. Um, we're going to lose Noah Wilder, you know. And um, so I look for guys to step in Tyler Taylor. Like <laughs> I look for guys to step in those spots and they and they have to prove themselves. Right. So I think we can compete. I think we have the talent to compete. Are they ready for that moment is the question. Yeah, and, and I guess too a lot of it is gonna be also determined on who the head coach is next year and how the coaching staff looks, you know, heading into the AAC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, as far as like recruiting and media coverage, I mean, UAB is going to get a big bump, um, by not playing games on Facebook and stadium. You're going to be on <laughs> linear TV, you know, on ESPN, ESPN news. Um, you'll still be ESPN plus, um, a good bit, but 
you'll just get more exposure. Um, now, right. as far as media coverage, uh, I don't know if Alex, if you meant like local media or um, I mean, I can't answer that for you. <laughs> but hey, you know, you got the Blazer Victory podcast. We, you know, we're gonna rock with you. Um, exactly. We'll, we'll cover, and you know, Steve and Evan. I mean, you've got some guys that'll continue to cover. Um, but I do think UAB will um, gain more national attention by just being able to play on those linear TV networks as opposed to, you know, what we've been facing recently is having to play on uh, stadium and streamed on Facebook. Like, I don't know. Um, I, and I really think that'll help us with our branding. You know, I was yes. thinking about what it take us to the next level to get more butts in the seats, mm-hmm. um, you know, get more consistent fans and exposure is real. People, right. people looking on their phone. People are looking on their phones on the TV all the time. And, um, you know, ESPN, you know, AAC has a way, way better deal. You've already pointed out. So, mm-hmm. and we can just brand more, get a couple more short shirts and hats and a couple more, you know, we bring in some more money. We are able to get some more stuff out in stores. And that's, you know, we work on a, uh, um, you know, some kind of campaign, some kind of media campaign to get our image and get our brand out there more. I think that really, really helped. Definitely. All right. Well, this next question is on Facebook and actually comes from my wife, Elizabeth Duncan. I think this is directed towards me. Uh, she mm-hmm. says, uh, do you prefer traditional candy corn or auto mix? So I'm, I'm traditional all the way. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'll eat the auto mix, uh, you know, but I'm more of a give me a traditional bag of candy corn, a traditional bag of just the pumpkins. Uh, a big, a big old thing of peanuts uh, and just mix it all together. Oh, yeah. You're talking about <laughs> language, man. Yeah. <laughs> Darren, which one do you prefer? Candy or uh, traditional or auto mix? Hey, or man, tra- I'm feeling something. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Well, it looks like the next question is also uh, related to candy corn. This is from uh, Stephen uh, Chapel on Facebook. Uh, who hurt you that led you down the dark path of candy corn? <laughs> so I, I'm not hurt. I'm actually encouraged because of all the disrespectful anti-candy corn people that keep popping in my mentions. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm talking to you, Steve Irvine. Um, I, you know, I, I, I bleed candy corn. I'm just, it just makes me even want to eat even more, like with all the hate. Jesus like I, I did not know that there was so much candy corn hate in this world. Good grief. I don't know what trauma, what <laughs> happened in your childhood, but they are, they are sorry. They, you, it led you down this villainous you know, <laughs> this, this villainous character arc. You know, like John, John, the dark of Candy Corn Land or something. I don't know, man. Let's we gotta let it go. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it one day. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna let go of that trauma. I, I look forward to bringing you on board one day. That's, that's what <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question comes from uh, my buddy Mike Rowe on Facebook. He says, "You guys ever listen to the opponents' podcast recap, like the Georgia Southern ones?" Oh, all the time. That's one of that's like like some, especially if we win. <laughs> if we win, I kind I kind of don't want to do it when when we lose. I'm like whatever, bro. Like I don't want to hear you got it, but when we win, I want to go back. I want to hear the the complaints. Like it's, yes. it's always excuses, right? Like the officials or something. It's always something. It's not. It's never. It's never what we did, but it's what they what they didn't do. Like our defensive they, line dominated, y'all. Remember those Liberty fans? Oh, whew. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I think everybody loves to do that. That's 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 one of my my favorites, and um, I I encourage others to do it, especially when we win. It, it's gonna it's like 
adding a boost to to the high that you get from us winning already. Definitely, and I, I you know, I, I listen to the previews as well. Like, or, or at least I try to. Like, whoever we're playing. Um, so, like this past week, the Georgia Southern, the GATA talk guys, um, they dropped a preview, and <laughs> but spoiler alert, they had Georgia Southern winning by fourteen on their preview. So, obviously, they were wrong there. Um, but I, I enjoy, like, I always just enjoy hearing the other side about what they think of our program. Like, so what do you think of UAB? Now, a lot of the times, you know, especially if it's a non-conference, like you'll hear, oh, since the return, you know, I mean, you guys know, like every time they, we play on ESPN plus or something, they, they always bring up, you know, this program return in 2017. Um, But other than that, like, I just like hearing the opposing side about what they think of the UAB football program. Um, So this week, um, well, not this week, next week, uh, we'll, um, you know, I'll listen to the rice preview, the roost, uh, Matthew Bartlett, you know, does a great job on there. Um, I'll, I'll listen to his preview and their post game. So yeah, I, I'm like Darren, I enjoy listening to both of them and just <laughs> kind of, you know, sometimes they'll make, you know, excuses or blame officiating. I feel like that's the easiest thing to do, but yeah, um, it's so entertaining. Yeah. I do like listening to the preview as well, just to see what kind of respect they're giving us because, um, you know, you, you got some guys that are talking reckless, but you got some guys that really know the game. And oh, yeah. I love hearing their analysis um, of their, you know, really dissecting their own team. You can tell who knows the game, who doesn't. You can tell who's talking from a fan perspective. So that's what Definitely. I like. And my favorite, hands down, um, I hope I'm not rubbing anybody the wrong way, but my favorite non-UAB podcast uh, probably uh, within Conference USA is uh, the Alamo Dome Audible that Jared Kalmus and Adrian, uh, they do. They Like, Jared knows, like, ins and outs of football, and, like, I always just enjoy listening to their show. Um, they, they just dropped a tough one at Texas uh, this past week, um, but I, I always, you know, love uh, supporting our, our conference mates and listening to their shows when I can. Um, but definitely shout-out to the Alamo Dome Audible UAB fans. If you are not listening, uh Go ahead and give them as they uh, cover do a great job covering UTSA. Right, right. Um, so next question, uh, Cedric Buchanan on Twitter. Um, he says, uh, "Why are we not substituting fresher players? They need real game reps." I'm saying, "Why aren't we playing the A2 guys more and early on? It's a long season, and we need uh, we need experienced players." So, I mean, that's a good question. Um, well, I think that's a matter of perspective. True. Um, yeah, that's what if, I was going to go to. Yeah. yeah, if you look at the game. We did rotate um, a lot of guys, especially on defense. I saw Jackson Braddon. I saw Jalen Key, Will Bowler, mm-hmm. Grayson Cash, Damian Miller. I saw, you know, I saw C.D. Daniels. I saw Devordrick Bynum. You know, like, mm-hmm. I saw all of the D-linemen. Like, we had Kyle Harrell out. I saw Nikhil Eason, you know. I saw Tariq Howard in there. I saw Michael Fairbanks, Tuazama. Like, I can keep going on about the different guys. And then on offense, of course, you're not going to really sub the offensive line, but I still saw Brady Wilson in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw Bryce Davis. I saw Malik Bryant. I saw different receivers. Uh, I guess that's the one position you can ask, like, why don't they sub more at receiver? Um, you know, because, I, I, you know, I would like to see see more, see what um, – which I'm going to call him, number two. Fred, uh-huh. Fred Ferrier? Yeah, I would like to see more Fred Ferrier out there just to see. But I still see us spreading the ball out to different guys. Ryan Davis, Mario Rudolph, Dixon Boykin, you know, uh, to John Palmer. Like, we, I think we do a fair job of um, rotating guys, especially on defense where we're really, really deep. Um, you see a lot of different players. So 
it's a matter of perspective. I think what you know Cedric may be saying is like he probably would like to see guys more. But um, I mean, you have A ones and A twos, and I think we do a good job of uh, you know. I think so too, Darren. And just just real quick too, like with the Georgia Southern when they're going up tempo, like you really can't like you kind of hurt good yourself point. substituting you know a lot. You you run into where you having too many men on the field. You're just behind. Um, but, yeah, I thought they did a good job. Um, I think Noah – I felt like Noah Water was kind of out there a little too long. But, I mean, hey, 18 tackles career game. He was – you know, he was performing. So, you can't really pull him then. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you, Darren. I thought they did a good job kind of mixing it up and keep keeping everybody fresh. Um, and you, But, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd like to see Lee. I would like to see Lee Witherspoon get, you know, maybe, you know, kind of how we did, uh, what's call him call um standing last year. I'd like to see him get five, six touches, out, you know. And A.J. Yeah, Gates, think, too. Yeah. A.J. Gates, yeah, those guys prove that they can play. And, um, you know, I think what the fans would like to see more is for Jacob to get in that Jacob Zeno and really throw the ball, like really have an opportunity to show what he can do. Um. Other than that, I have no problems how we sub. I think they do a good job. All right. Uh, next question comes from Mike Eccles. Uh, why don't they put half of the cheerleaders on the other <laughs> side of the players? It would help hype up more of our fans. Having that many cheerleaders stuffed in that one spot makes no sense. Fill that huge empty void with some excitement. Darian? Oh, I guess. I don't know if they have to do it that way. It seems like it's been done that way forever. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know, you got the other team's cheerleaders, too. Um, so I don't know if they have to do it that way. So that may be uh, um, another question for some of those, you know, guys in administration. Mm-hmm. Or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, next question comes from my buddy Brad Cummings on Twitter. So this one's actually directed towards Darian. Uh, Darian, give us uh, your O-line grade after three games. And then he also says, uh, John, it's a time to talk about your unfortunate addiction to candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what, what's your grade on the O-line through three games? Um, my grade on the O-line is I, I'm pleased with them. Um, I would love after going back and just seeing, especially you know, the Liberty game, I would love to see more established dominance because I believe this squad can be dominant. Yeah. But what I have seen is I, I guess I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because of adjustments or, you know, maybe teams, you know, making us one dimensional at times. But, um, you know, I have seen us lose. We lost a half against Liberty. Our mm-hmm. offensive line did. So it's kind of it was kind of like even even though the numbers say we dominated. If you look at the game, it was more back and forth, you know, right. Um. We pretty much dominated against Georgia Southern, but they were able to opportunistically stop us to get us behind the chains on. So it wasn't, I don't, again, you can't just look at numbers, look at the game flow. You know, we, we had the ball two times in that, in, within the 10-yard line, and we couldn't punch it in, and we did not score. We moved the ball, but sometimes when we got to places where we should be able to lean, especially on that offensive line. We didn't come through. Now I don't know if that was because of the the game plan and adjustments, or I don't know if it's because our guys. I did see some some of our guys get whooped on those plays, and I haven't mm-hmm. been, I haven't been. Uh, and of course, I'm gonna be a little bit more critical because I'm an offensive lineman, and I think the reason I'm like this about this team is because we have the guys to be dominant. That's yeah. from from start to finish. And I and and I probably expect the most out of them 
on this team than almost any other position, probably except the defensive backfield. But these guys should be first quarter to fourth quarter. And by the fourth quarter, we should have those guys not want to play no more because I they agree. have that type of talent. And um, so that's what I want to see. I want to I want to see them take that next step. Don't don't just be good. Don't just be good. They're a good squad, but I can't say they're absolutely dominant now because they haven't they haven't proved that yet. Even though they have the talent and the coaches, I know they can. So I expect to see more from them. So are you thinking maybe like a B minus? B minus after three games, I, I, or I give, give them a straight B. A B, okay, give yeah, straight B. You know because they have put up the numbers, but I want to see more results. Definitely. All right. Next question comes from Welcome to UAB on Twitter. Welcome to UAB, man. We still got to get a beer together sometime. Man. This dude <laughs> is cool. Um, so his question is, why can't we have one formation under center for short yardage situations like quarterback sneaks? That's a good question. Um, I, I, it's just nowadays like. You just see everybody in the shotgun, like you, like all the time. I mean, I know UAB can go under center because you know they've done it before. Victory formation. I mean, we we saw them taking the knee. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in with five minutes left in the game. Um, I don't know, Darren. That's a good question. I don't like. Why don't we try that more? Is you it? know what? I don't know because I'm pretty sure Matt can attest. When mm-hmm. I played, you know, I played on Neil Callaway. We used to do it. That used to be one of our most successful plays. Brian Ellis was good at finding the little holes. Yeah, sometimes it'll be straight ahead over the center. Sometimes it's over the guard. You take a step back. But our QB sneak worked a lot when I played. (laughs) Sometimes we would look up and get like, oh, he kind of broke free for eight yards. How did that happen? You know, exactly. And people don't see it as much because, you know, most people just go out of shotgun. So when it is run like, yeah, you can pop it off to get, you know, five, six yards. Right. Um, So, yeah, I. I don't know. That is a good question. I would like to see it. It was successful for, you know, during when I played. And I'm pretty sure Matt could, you know, agree to that. So, I don't know. That's a good question. All right. Well, last questions. It's three questions uh, from Muck on Twitter. First one, what should UAB fans hope for? Is Conference USA Champions good? Uh, do we deserve to want to be ranked? Is it just stupid to want to go undefeated? Um... I mean, I still say, Darren, I don't know if you agree, the goal of the season is still to be Conference USA champions. Anything above that is gravy. I mean, obviously, it's not stupid, you know, that you want UAB to be ranked. We all want UAB to be ranked. Darian just got through mentioning, you know, we're waiting on this program to take that next step, to be like an app state, to be, you know, one a UCF or, you know, one of those premier G5 teams. And UAB can take that next step. I don't know why week two has just been a terrible week for this UAB football program since the return. Mm-hmm. You know, UAB has what, one and five now or whatever it is. They've only won one week two game, and that was against Akron back in 2019. Like, so I don't know why. Like, maybe we need to reevaluate playing these Thursday night games. I don't know. Like, I personally <laughs> I love I love the Thursday night game, you know, to get it. You know, I feel like you get a bigker crowd, um, especially if you're playing a – you know, LDM State or um, I think we've got NCA and T next year. So they'll bring a good crowd. Um, but I don't know, man. Um, but I I would say you, sh- you as a UAB fan, you should definitely want UAB to be ranked. And it's not stupid to want them to go undefeated. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, with yeah. all the I don't know, Darren, you take this one. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think we should as fans. That's what we should expect. We should. I go into every year 
And I think we all need, as fans, we all need to have that competitive fire. This program, that's how you build programs, expectations. Right. And, um, you know, you expect this out of your team, out of your players, out of your coaches. I expect that out of y'all, you know. Um, we've been able to rally behind this program, and we we are hungry for it. You know, we're, we want to get out of the shadow of Alabama and Auburn. I mean, we, we want something special here. Right. And we want it at the grassroots. Yes, we can we can have expectations. Yes. Yes, I want to be the LSU. I want to be conference champions and I want to be ranked. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I wanted to, I wanted it when I played. Right. And I and I want it now. And I expect everybody that has something to do with this program to want that, to desire that. Well, I'm not going to LSU like I never ever go into any game saying like, oh, this is a loss. I don't care. I don't care what our record is. Right. No, no game. Uh, we we going in to win. Like I'm not. I don't. You, they can pay us five million dollars. We going to take the five million dollars and win the game. Go That's win right. the game. So my whole thing is, make them beat you. Like, make them show that they're just better. Like, mm-hmm. but display that. Don't don't do it because, oh, I didn't I didn't do this right. I'm fumbling the ball. You know, that's why that Liberty game, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, but yeah, don't, don't. And that's why this Georgia Southern game, we, we left too much opportunity on the field. And so if you look at those teams and how they took that next step, all of those little chances and all those little opportunities, they took advantage of that. They didn't fumble, they didn't fumble those chances away. Or they, you know, that's what I want to see. I want to see a mentality of, some people that are closed that we are closed that that chapter that we are closed that book on you and we won't give you room to breathe. Now, if you beat us, you beat us. If you go out there and just show that you have better players than us, acceptable. You know, I saw one Georgia Southern. Um, it was a fourth down or a critical third down, third down when I think when they scored 14 or whatever. But the running back caught the um he caught the he came out the backfield and caught a pass with one hand for the first down. You remember that? Mm, yes, I do. You tip your hat to that. I remember I wasn't even mad. I remember looking, I said, Oh, good play. Good mm-hmm. play. He he made a play. That's the that's the type of stuff that I want teams to do to us to, in order to beat us. But the stuff that we've done to ourselves this year, <laughs> I can't. It's hard. It make it hard to live with. So Yes, expect a lot from us. Definitely, and, and you know, he Muck also goes on to say uh, why you know losing the Liberty game does that just ruin our hopes and is the season oh. disappointing already? And no, yeah, I, that's definitely no. Um, I mean, was it a frustrating loss? Sure, you know, we've kind of beat that dead horse to death, as the saying says. Like you know, we it's very frustrating to turn the ball over four times uh, when we thought that or I thought we were the better team for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, hey, tip your hat. Hugh Freeze just seems to have UAB's number like he had uh, Nick Saban's number back, back you know, when he played him at Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, but, hey, yeah, uh, this season is not a disappointment. We still have so much ahead of us. Yes, and UAB can still even be ranked. Like, yes, if, if we, we, like hey, you look at the season and you, you went out, you're going to be ranked. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, would it be good for Liberty to maybe, you know, win a few games uh, to help out our loss? Sure. I mean, they – almost knocked off Wake Forest if it wasn't for a failed two-point conversion. Um, so I think Hugh Freeze has a good team at Liberty. So I'm not going to just, you know, say this is season's a disappointment because we lost at Liberty. Um, 
if anything, I'm just more frustrated about how we lost, you know, turn the ball over four times. And, I, you know, BV would tell you the same thing. You know, it, it was just it's frustrating. Um, but, hey, still got a long season in front of us. Um, it's good to kind of talk this out. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, Darian and I, we've, we've enjoyed this. We enjoy, you know, as we said at the top of the show, thank you, every single one of you that submitted a question or for those that submitted two questions. Uh, we really enjoyed this, you know, <laughs> before we were like, oh, maybe we'll get like four or five questions and we ended up getting 20 questions. So kudos to the listeners, you know, that, that shows that you guys seem to value Darian and, uh, my input which is great and it just feels that we have something special growing here with the blazer victory podcast yes this is totally like a grassroots kind of thing you know started by john and with steve and then you know being gracious enough to allow me to come on here and just being being able to engage and hopefully bring the listeners closer to the team um that's the that's the ultimate goal is to to get us really knowing the team and um, like just being able to understand maybe some X's and O's, maybe some of the thinking, just being able to engage because we don't have much media coverage of the team. You know, we have Evan and Steve and we got a couple of guys here and there. You were here from on the round table and stuff. It's been way more in the past, but we still have a long way to go. Right. And um, just for us to have this intimate kind of talk about the team and the team only that we care about, you know, that's, that's kind of who we are here at UAB. And um, so we appreciate you guys so much um, for just, just tuning in and taking time out today. Sometimes we go for over an hour and you guys seem to, you guys seem to listen to it and you guys seem to respond, respond well to what we have to say. And um, we just hope that this thing continue to grow as we go into the AAC uh, next year. Man, we hope this thing gets bigger and bigger and, and, and hope it helps with fan engagement and get it ultimately get more people in the seats. So let's bring more UAB Blazer fans on. Let's spread the word one fan at a time. So thanks, Def- Definitely. I, I couldn't say it any better, um, Darren. You know, Darren and I hope to be doing this show for years to come and just continue growing the show for years to come. Um, but uh, real quick business. Hey, if you want to support Blazer Victory Podcast, uh, definitely – Subscribe to the show, share it with other Blazer fans, and uh, you know, if merch. You want, if you want to buy, if you want <laughs> to buy merch, definitely click the link in the podcast description to get you a T-shirt or a hoodie. Um, that that helps us, uh, you know, helps us out a little bit with money. You know, we we come out of pocket each year for this uh, podcast to uh, pay for the podcast platform. Um, but hey, what we would love for you to buy a shirt, but if you're listening to us each week and you're sharing us with others and helping us grow this thing, that that means the world to us. And hey, we'll be back next week. Get you ready for the UAB Rice game. Um, but Darian, you can go ahead and close us out if you want to. Yep. And oh yeah, next week UAB Rice game. Dylan Hopkins over 300 yards passing. I'm calling it. Let's oh. go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> calling it. Hope Dylan is listening. So, so on that note, Blazer Nation, let's ride.